You are welcome to the podcast of Dominion Chapel International, the special place. We are a church that believes in pure worship, unadulterated word, and family. Be enlightened as you listen to this message. Praise the Lord. So tonight, very quickly, I want us to talk about faith. But I'm not just talking about any kind of faith. I am talking about faith grown on the bed of tears. Faith grown on the bed of tears. I might end up talking about a lot of things. I hope you are able to follow. I pray to the Holy Spirit that you'll be able to follow. It will be a good journey. The way the Bible, the various books in the Bible are written are not necessarily the way they were produced. They were put in the way that they were put so that you can follow. It will have um, a narrative. So you can start from Genesis. Genesis starts by telling um, the history of the world and now enters into the realm of talking about the history of the children of Israel, where they came from, the area that they came from, their grandfather, their father, and all of that. How they came to be who they were and how that as a family they entered into um, Egypt. So it tells you, it is arranged um, to give you a narrative. Genesis is the last of the Pentateuch to be written. In fact, some even say that it was written post-exilic. That is after 578, that it was written later on. But the story, the, the shape, the, the, um, the tales, parts and bits of it already existed. And so later on, they put it all together. But the first of the first five books to have been written was Exodus. There is a reason why. The reason is that Exodus tells about the birth of a nation. You see, they entered into Egypt as a family. They came out as a nation. There's a big difference. There's a big difference. All right? You can enter into a place as a family. You know how a family is. A father, a mother, children, maybe people who are connected to them. That's a family. But they entered into Egypt as a family. They came out as a nation. So a nation was born that didn't exist before. And the name, you see, when, when, how are nations named? Nations are named sometimes from very, very funny stuff. Very, very funny stuff. Sometimes, I think some time ago, I was trying to read how we came about names like um, Ghana. It's very interesting stuff. And so nations are born based on certain things. Sometimes they look at something that exists, maybe the Niger River, and then they put it on the, on the, on the country. But sometimes that river even extends beyond you. So if you claim to be Niger, Niger, then what about Nigeria? So you're not the only person there. Should they also be called the same thing? So nations are born in a very funny way. They came out as a nation. And this nation didn't even have a name. And therefore, they picked the name that God gave to their grandfather. Okay? The one through whom they came to be who they were. Whose identity they all shared. And they placed the name of that person upon them. That is Israel. Alright? Mm, so they mm. became known as Israel. So they came out of Egypt as a nation. They didn't exist before. They didn't have anything. They were weak. Alright? That's why he called him, he said, Oh, well, Jacob. Because they were so weak. They didn't have anything. They didn't know anything. And so, as soon as they came out of Egypt, they met their first... Thank you, sir. So, as soon as they came out of Egypt, 
they met their first challenge. What was their challenge? Okay, they met the sea. And now they didn't know what to do. They had wanted to go back. In fact, some even wanted to stone Moses. I was there. I saw it. They wanted to stone him. They, wanted, they said, you see, we were enjoying ourselves in our land. We were slaves, but we were working. In fact, I used to do 14 hours a day. And I used to work. In fact, my master was good to me. Why did you bring me? Did you bring us here to kill us? And then Moses turned to God and said, oh God, help me. And God said, what do you have in your hand? And then God told him, you know the story. So now a big miracle happened. They came out of that place. And the Bible says, the Bible was careful to tell us that even though they could have gone through a shorter route that would have taken them 40 days, the Lord took them through a route that would take them 40 years. Do you know why? Because for a nation, it takes a while to be built. Mm. You have to go through things together. The things you share, that is what gives you identity. There are things that you have been together. You know those things. They bind you together. You see, you, 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 in your marriage, okay, in your marriage, your marriage becomes stronger the more you have things to cry about. Mm. The things that are painful, those are the things that put you together. Those are the things that test the kind of man, the kind of woman that you are. I was, I was listening to David Bass and he said that if you meet somebody you want to marry the person, if you want to know the person, take the person out of your comfort zone, out of your city and mm. travel to a place where you don't know anybody. And then you will start seeing how the person begins to live under pressure. Alright? Because in pressure you begin to see things. Mm. The things that you didn't know before. Mm. Those things begin to come out. Alright? As a nation, they needed to go through certain things. And the things they went through, they were not pretty. Some of the things were so dangerous. Some of the things were so dangerous. In fact, at one time, they said things that they shouldn't say. And God began to, began to release snakes upon them. All of these were terrible things that they went through. And then Moses, their leader, at one point had the had, had temptation of becoming Pharaoh over them. And the Lord intervened through his, uh, through his, his father-in-law. And then he became wise. He puts together structures that will guide and help them as a nation. You know why? Because every nation needs structures. You need, you need leadership systems. Alright? You can't just get up and go anywhere you want to know. In fact, there are certain cases. Do you know what happens when somebody commits murder? They don't just take the person to the Supreme Court. In fact, the Supreme Court will not handle a murder case unless it borders on the Constitution. You start from the circuit court. From the lower court. Very, very low court. The lowest of the courts. That's where you started from. And then when you go, the first day is to, is to take the plea and to listen to what the case is. And then that judge will transfer it to a higher court. So you move it like that. Those are structures that are put in place to guide the nation. We are building Ghana. Do you know why Ghana, we have a lot of boarding schools? Because we came out of a country. We, you see, we are a country of many tribes. And had it not been for boarding schools, there are certain Asante men. They would have never been in the same place with some Dagomba men or some, um, some Frafra women or some um, ever uh, people. So the boarding school system helped us so that we could live together. All right? Sometimes it got dirty. Sometimes it got rough. But nations that didn't do that, they found themselves at war. One of the reasons why in Ghana it's so difficult for people to rise up in civil war is because, you see, even though I am an Asante man, I have a, I have a cousin or a nephew who is, um, who is from Anu. Okay? So how do you convince me to go to war against my own people? 
Because one way or the other, we are connected that way. You see fancy men who have daughters who are from the Vota region. How do you convince the fancy man to go to war against um, those in the Vota region? We found ways to put ourselves together, even though we didn't have a common language. So as a nation, they came out together and they were dealing with faith. And then Moses one day got angry and the Lord punished him because he had no, he had no rights. He had no right to turn into anything resembling Pharaoh. And then he was prevented from entering into the promised land. Then Joshua came, brought about a new generation. Now, this new generation, they didn't really see, um, they didn't really see Egypt. So these ones, that was all that they know. I was so blessed when Pastor said something. He said, he said, the reason why he is the way he is, because he doesn't have any option. As I stand here, I don't have any option. Pastor knows why. This thing better works. It better works. It better works. Because if it doesn't work, I am screwed. I am so screwed. I would be the, <laughs> the, the, the saddest man to ever watch. Because those who will rejoice, where is your God? Where is your God? We gave you a way out. He said he didn't want. And so, now these people they didn't have any, op any option. And so they were able to go. They didn't have anything to compare with. They didn't have anything to compare with. Huh? But for example, Pastor said it. I didn't say it to him. It was Pastor that said it. He said, you see, you, you, you had so many boyfriends. You see, and that boyfriend, the way that boyfriend used to handle you. You see, now this, your husband is not able to. Because, but, but you have reference points now. But if you don't have reference points... If you don't have it, how would you be? You understand? But this guy, they didn't have the reference. And so they got to the promised land. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. So now we have moved. We have moved from the um, from Exodus. We've gone to Numbers. We've gone to Leviticus. We've gone to Deuteronomy. And now we are at Joshua. And so they found themselves in this new land. And now they were sharing the land. Trying to, okay, you guys, you be here. You be here. This land is for you. This land is for you. The promises of God had come to pass. And now finally, they were truly a nation. But God was their king. They didn't have any king in Judges. They didn't have any king. And the Bible says that everybody did as he pleased. There's a story in Judges that challenges me every time I read it. I, I, I can't get it. There was, there was a priest who had a concubine. That means the priest had a wife. And had um, something, something inside, something on the side, a side chick. Uh, and then he, his side chick left him for whatever reasons, left him, and he went for reconciliation. This, this is in the book of Judges. Yes. And so they agreed on the reconciliation, and he, he got the woman. He was taking the woman back. He got to a place, and then they decided to pass the night. In the night, some people came and they knocked. They said, "Come out, come. We want to sleep with you." And he said, no, 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 no. So whilst they were bargaining, in fact, the, the host was trying to beg them to stop. This guy went inside and took his... A priest. Yeah. A priest, not a member of the church. <laughs> a priest went inside, brought out his side chick and threw the side chick to them. They did all manner to the woman. The woman died. They slept with her until she died. And then he cut her into 12 pieces. And then she shared her meat. Uh, the meat. She shared it to all the tribes of Israel so that they will come together and they will, they will come against this tribe. They did that. Everybody did what they wanted. And so, now brought 
on the last judge who is Samuel. Now Samuel reigned and he judged the people in the, in the light of God's word. And so now these people, they were struggling among themselves. I'm, I'm trying to explain to you where they came from. I said, we are talking about faith grown on the bed of tears. All right. So a lot of people were suffering at that time. And now Samuel came and the people came together. They said, they said, they said, Samuel, please go and tell God that we want a king. We want to be like the other nations. We want to be ruled like the other nations. That means that at this time, they understood that they were truly a nation. They had an identity that was greater than all other identities that they already had. And so, Samuel went to God. And you know the story? Now Saul became king. And after Saul came David. And after David came... So, at David, we put an important date at David. This is 1000 BCE. Okay? 1000 years before the common era, before Christ. Alright? 1000 years before Christ. And if you want to date it, um, during the date, it, the biblical date, this is the way it works. It works like um, um, that number line. You put zero in the middle. Yeah. Okay? And everything here is negative. So, from here, you add the numbers. From here, the numbers are reduced. Yeah. You get it. 1000 BCE is 200 years before 800 BCE. But 1000 CE is um, is 200 years ahead of 800 CE. Okay? So this year is 2023. Next year will be 2024. If it was uh, before common era, this year would have been 2023. Next year would be 2022. So that's how it is dated. So 1000 years now Israel became a nation. Now they were taking territory. Now they had a king. They had a God. Alright? Who knew God? And then after him came Solomon. A great guy. Nice guy. But he liked the women too much. But he was a great guy. And after that time, after that time, came Rehoboam. And Rehoboam was, um, was an interesting fellow. Because through him, now the kingdom was divided. Through him. Thank you, sir. Through him, the kingdom was divided. The kingdom was divided. And yeah. now there was the northern kingdom and then there was the southern kingdom. kingdom. And most of, the, most of the nation joined what was called Israel. Their headquarters was in Samaria. Mm. And then there was the, um, the kingdom of Judah. They had um, Judah and then some of the Benjamins you know, joining them. And then these people, they kept doing all manner of evil things. And God's heart was broken. Over and over again, over and over again, 800, about 800, um, that's like um, eight centuries before Christ, about 800 years before Christ, came a prophet, okay, prophet by the name Ezekiel, and Ezekiel prophesied, he spoke to this nation, one day he told them in Ezekiel chapter 16, he told them, he said, he said, I went out one day, he said, God is saying this, I went out one day. And I saw a baby who had just been born. She was covered with blood. Even the umbilical cord was not broken. He said, I cut it. When I finished, I cleaned her up. And then I prepared. He said, she didn't have diapers. She didn't have cloth. She didn't have anything to keep her away from the, from the, um, from the cold. He said, I did all of those things. And then I put her in the care of someone. Then I left. He said, many years later, I came and I saw her that she was naked. She didn't have any glory. He said, therefore, I came and I took her. And I'm a CSC, you know. 
I gave her everything she wanted. I gave her gold. I gave her jewelry. I gave her fine garments. I gave her everything anyone could ever want. By the way, they say that if you want to take a person to hell, give the person everything he wants. He said, I gave them, I gave her everything. Everything. Sometimes as parents, you think that the best thing you can do for your child is to give them everything you want, every, everything they want. Now you, be, now you become God. Now you become God. They have to learn to cry. They have to learn the concept of no. The concept of not enough. The concept of this is too much. The concept of not this time. They have to learn it. They have to learn it. That is love. They have to learn it. They have to learn it. And so, he said, I gave them, I gave them everything. I gave her everything. Everything she ever wanted, I gave her. He said, I prepared her. She became my bride. She became my wife. He said, but now that she's my wife, he said, this woman, Israel, has now gone out and now she's prostituting herself. She said, God said, he said, a prostitute has an excuse that at least she is doing it for the money. He said, Israel pays, pays her customers to sleep with her. He said, Israel pays her customers to sleep with her. God said, after all that I did, look at this nation. And then 200 years later, came a prophet called Hosea. And Hosea married a lady who was a prostitute. I mean, imagine being in a church your head pastor is prophet Hosea. And his wife is a prostitute. You may have even passed there before you came to church. <laughs> Imagine. And so they went to Hosea and then they asked Hosea, what? how can a holy man like you love a woman like this? And Hosea said, let me ask you, how can a holy God love a nation like this that kept on breaking his heart, breaking his heart, breaking his heart? This nation kept on breaking the heart of God. They played with him. He was nothing before him. Before, before the eyes, God was nothing. He said, he said, this nation, this nation, they say nice things about me, but their actions are different. They kept breaking his heart. He said, how can a holy God love a nation like this? How can this be possible? So they went through all of this as a nation and they kept on struggling. They kept on struggling. And by the way, God always tried to put them right. He always tried to put them right. About 700 years before Christ, the Assyrians came to Samaria and all of the, the tribes there, the people there, and they took Israel into captivity. Except Judah. They left Judah. They took them. They never came back. That is why at certain, in certain parts of the Bible, you don't hear the, um, uh, um, the kingdom of Israel again. You mm -hmm. keep hearing Judah. They told that they never went up. They never came back. Do you know why? Because the Assyrians practice what we call policy of assimilation. This is what they did. If they take people from East Lebanon, sir, they will, they will take the, the East Lebanon people and then go and plant them at um, Wa. And then they will take the Wa people and then they will take them to Abuja. Alright? And then they will take the Abuja people and then take them to uh, Johannesburg. So after some time, how do you trace yourself back to where you were coming from? So after some time, they were lost. So when they came back, the people of Judah didn't think that these were Israelites anymore. How can you prove it? 
That is why they, they had that policy now. They had a new policy. That you are no longer a Jew. Except you are born by a Jewish mother. Alright? So mm. if your mother is a Jew. Then you are a Jew. But if your father is a Jew. You are not a Jew. They had to come up with that policy. But Judah watched it. And they still would not repent. And then they were taken. Into exile. And then after going into exile. They still will not repent after God brought them back. Unlike Israel, Judah will still not learn. They kept on breaking the heart of God. They kept on. What do you think was happening to God? He loved this nation. They were nothing. He brought them out. They were just a family that went into a place. He brought them out as a nation. What do you think was happening to God? What do you think was going through his head? I suppose that God has a head because I have one. And I'm made in his image. Alright? So, all of this is what's happening at that time. And so, now, the year 587. 587 before Christ. This was the final blow. The final blow. Israel and Judah was almost non-existent. The kingship was taken away. The last king, Zedekiah, okay, he was, he was arrested taken to captivity, and then brought back to Israel. And all of his children were killed before him. And then he himself, afterwards, after seeing the murder of his own children, they plucked out his own eyes. They finished him. So now, no king. This nation had gone back. What could they hope for? Then started the prophets. The prophet started talking about, he said, a woman shall conceive, a young lady shall conceive, and she shall bear a child, and his name shall be Emmanuel. Messianic psalms started appearing. The psalms started appearing. The prophecy started appearing. That there was one coming. There was one coming. And all over Israel, they were hoping that what, that is why they called the Messiah son of David. Because he was going to bring in their mind a restoration of the kingdom they had before. But God already gave them that kingdom. They didn't, they didn't want it. So he wasn't going to repeat that thing. So Israel had been taken out as a nation just by themselves. Out of all the people of the world. They had been brought out. Now God said Israel is not enough. I'm bringing in the whole world. And so now there were still struggles. They were living in their own land. Alexander the Great had conquered them. And after that, his generals started to fight. And some of his generals from Egypt came and they took over that place. And not just that. You know what they did? They destroyed the temple. The last of the temple at that time. They destroyed it. And <laughs> they, they sacrificed a pig. Breko. In the... Um, temple of God, an abomination, an abomination. Many just say a tree in the can. Was saying that say unu 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 a tree what they na a bot a minor. Johnny, in Matthew chapter twenty four. Okay, an abomination that destroys a nation. It destroys a nation. They want to see it, and so they they went through a lot. They were crying for a Messiah, and now the Messiah came, and they didn't even want him. The same way they did to God. The Messiah appeared and they were still looking for the Messiah. They were still looking. 
And many of them still keep looking. They still keep looking. The heart of God has been broken several times. But in his heartbreak, in his heartbreak, he found a better bride. He found the mm. church. Faith that is grown on the bed of tears. It's a story of a woman who was married to a man. And this man just destroyed her life. Nothing good about the marriage. He kept abusing her and abusing her for many years. And the woman had a neighbor. The neighbor was just a nice guy. And the husband died. And after that, this woman will have the, the neighbor. The neighbor will come and bring stuff. Come to attend to the woman. But because of what she had gone through for a long time, she didn't want to love anybody anymore. She would not open up her heart for anything. She was done. Emotionally, she had checked out. She had checked out. She didn't want anybody. She didn't want anything. No one anymore. Her heart was shattered because of the tears that she had gone through. Sometimes, she would think that there is no fuel in her car. Or sometimes she would think that it's a miracle. Not knowing that the man had actually gone to put fuel in her car. So she would keep driving and driving. I have fuel. There was this man who was secretly doing it. And he kept showing his interest over and over and over again. And this woman would still not see him. And then finally, after so many years, about 17 years of the man pursuing her, she finally gave in to the man married and it was so beautiful. 17. Three years later the man died. Miss Miss 17 wonderful years man. 17 wonderful years. Do you know what our tears are supposed to do for us? They are supposed to make us make us stronger. You see, listen I know of a certain young man. He had graduated with an accounting degree and he started working at a, a very good company here in Accra. And the Lord called him. And then he resigned. And then he resigned. Now, I, I'm not talking about anybody in this place. You would have thought that maybe, because you see, it is God, eh? So as soon as he resigned, and then God lines up programs for him. God lines up people are bringing seed. In Genesis chapter 12, but I hope you are following. Genesis chapter 12, God calls Abraham. And he told, he told him, he said, come out of your people. Come out. He said, and I will give you a land. I will give you a place. I will make you a blessing. He said, everyone that bless you, I will bless them. Beautiful promises. And then he came out of that place. Soon <laughs> afterwards, he ends up in Egypt and his wife is taken from him. Ah, ah. God called you. you. You start walking in the promises of God. And then now trouble comes. Trouble comes. Hey, yabako, shut up. Trouble. Is it God? Did I hear God well? I said, ah, we're going through the, the records of the church. Oh dear Jesus, I thank God for mommy. I thank God for mommy. Just when you just when you think you know all is done, it, there is still something that comes up, you know, just shakes up your faith again. You know? And we're seeing the records of the church starting. And Attendance, adults, three. 
And then daddy asked, who was the third person? Because I know I was there. I know you were there. Who was the third person? No, no, they were trying to calculate. Okay, is it Mami Dankwa? Or is it um, uh, Angela? Uh, Angela is a child. We can't count. Huh? Where was it coming from? In one year, brothers and sisters, in one year, we moved night time. Mm. In one year. Mm. It was so easy to give up. Oh, dear Jesus. We moved to a place. A place for about two weeks or so. And it was an amazing sight. Hey, I was so, I was so young. And there's something about that. Maybe now he will tell me, but in those days he won't tell me. So all I knew is that we moved to a place. And all I knew is that we tried to do one service there. And all I knew is that the next one we went to one hotel at Pantan Junction to hold a service there. And then all I knew the following day is that we are looking for a new place. That's all I knew. And then we went to another place. You see, brothers and sisters, in one year, we will mm. gather the people. We will gather in one year and then be scattered. Faith! This is faith. Do you know when the Bible says that have faith, he's not telling you that for the good time. When the Bible says that let your faith grow, grow in faith, grow in faith. Okay, grow in faith. You are not going to grow in faith when everything you want is coming to. How do you grow in, in faith? You grow in faith by the challenges. I know of a certain pastor called Pastor Chris. He said his daughter started walking and then she stopped walking. And then they took her to the hospital. And the doctors did their check and then they said, Man of God, we are sorry. She will never walk. She will never walk. And then Pastor Chris said that he would sit in the church office. And then he would remember the daughter. How that she used to walk. And then he will now try to imagine her wedding day. And he is walking her the aisle in a wheelchair. Then he says as soon as he see, he will shout in the office. And he will start praying and shouting, shouting. And then they will enter the office. They thought something was wrong with him. It kept happening all the time for years. And he kept saying, he said, he said, you will stand, you will walk, you will run. You will stand, you will walk, you will run. You will stand, you will walk, you will run. He said, he kept saying it. He kept saying it. He kept saying it. Brothers and sisters, he said, one day they were in the house. The little girl got up. And she ran. First person she ran towards was the daddy. So when you see the man of God praying for all those who are in wheelchair, it came from somewhere. It came from somewhere. It came from pain. Huh? It came from pain. When you see people who are who are giving a lot to the poor, to the needy, find out their background. Where did they come from? What happened to them? Why? Why is it so important to them that the poor will feed? Why is it so important to them? Why is it so important to them? Faith is built on a bed of tears. When you're walking, you're feeling like a failure. And trust me, we have all felt like And we keep having those in many ways, one way or the other. If you're feeling like you're a failure, brothers and sisters, I have an announcement for you. You are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone, I'm telling you. And every day, every time, every time, all that we do is to try to challenge our faith for mm. something greater, for something greater. That's all we try to do. There are moments that humbles a man. I recently had one. In fact, if you don't know, I am very famous for my Greek. Quite famous for it. And so, um, I started reading ABCD at um, 
And <laughs> I had a class, Greek class with this professor. It's only he and I. In fact, my whole class, in fact, my whole mate is one. I have one classmate. That's my whole mate. So now one of the class, 50% of the class is not there. So that means it's only me. So it's me and the professor. So I went into the class. Oh, Charlie Greek here. Ah, Master Kosha. We sat down. And the professor said, he asked me, he said, how is your reading? So my reading is good. It's okay, read for me. Mark chapter one. Oh, Jesus said, where do I start from? We say, where do I start from? Confidence. <laughs> <laughs> where do I start so, from? You, you can do from verse one to three. Oh, no, no, no. Take it to five. Oh, so Many of us here. Many of us here. Many of us here. Bloody yes. I was shaking, like reading on. I, I, in fact, it was not coming. It was not coming. And after, after that reading, after that reading, eh, he said, okay, okay, all right. So what is the conjugation? Um, what is, decline this word. Those are times we use, pass this word. So try to ask what word is it? Not like, not what is the meaning, but what state is the word? Like the, the voice and all those kind of things. Not meteor. Even the very, very simple terms. Terms that I had used before. Aira. Menim Bwase say poto. Poto. She say, uha menimua. In fact, in fact, embarrassment. I don't think I have ever been that embarrassed. And so we were closing the class. He said, so he and I knew. He said, um, you relax, eh? Ebeba. In fact. Ose, um, you are able to read. Others who come here are not even able to read. So don't worry, we'll pick it up. I came out. I called um, I called Gina. I said, Ajwa. And then the menim go say you. Menim go say, yes, I'm a bong. Go my bong. Okay. You know what that did to me? The whole week, my Greek, I didn't read them like something. I didn't read my Greek like something. Revising. Revising, getting myself ready because I was so ashamed. I didn't want to face that professor like that again. Because as soon as I sat, he asked me, Where did you study? I mentioned. And so, and then he mentioned my professor's name. He yeah. mentioned my professor. And my professor is famous for the for the for the Greek and then the wow. Hebrew. Wow. All the local Bibles you are you are getting, the new local Bibles you are getting, is coming from my professor. So now I went. Back to my books. And then I started studying. I started getting better. And then I met him last Friday. It was so much better. I could see. And I, I, and I felt happy. I felt happy. But where did it come from? Out of shame. Out of shame. Mm-hmm. Out of my tears. Something better came out. Out of my tears. Then, last, um, about three days ago, I went to my old campus. And then I saw a guy who was so good at the language. Even better than me. He was better than me. And I met him. And then he's also doing the same course that I'm doing, but he's doing it at Trinity. And we're discussing. So, and then he, he, he was telling me his experience with the, with the Hebrew. Because he's doing um, Old Testament. And then he also said, he said for him, even the alphabet didn't come out. <laughs> I said, okay. Okay. It's better. <laughs> what am I saying, brothers and sisters? Your embarrassment, your pain, it 
recently, 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 it was well in my body. It was well in my body and well in my pockets. And I was just lying down like that. And then, and then, um, then I dropped with call. And she said, um, no, it's okay. So this thing you are going through, um, you can get this, this drug. And after this one, you'll be what? I'm shaking on the bed there. Eh? <laughs> I have the life of God in me. <laughs> I have the life of God in me. All right? But, but that's where faith comes from. It is practice. We do it. It is not fun when you are doing it. It feels like you are an idiot when you are doing it. It is not fun. It is not fun. And it is not meant to be fun. It is meant to be difficult. Sometimes you will feel alone. That's all right. Sometimes you will feel like you have been a failure. That's all right. Sometimes you will feel like the choices, that the things that were presented to you that you did not take as if you have made a mistake. That's all right. You are not alone. We go through it the same. We all go through it. Sometimes we feel pains in our body. Sometimes we can't even explain it. We can't even explain it. We go through them ourselves. We go through them. Every successful businessman have mm. had businesses that fail. If you don't have businesses that failed, you have not started yet. You have not started yet. But you see, in your failure, you learn certain things. For example, you learn not to employ people whom you can't fire, uh, uh, people you can't fire. Like you employ your your nieces and then your nephews, your aunties, and then your aunties. How do you fire yeah, them? So 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 okay okay okay. My next business, I'm not bringing these people in. But then you go to certain pain. It's okay okay okay. I'm not taking loan from this bank again. That's you right. learn it. You learn it. Yeah. They are painful. Yeah. They are tearful moments. Yeah. You feel, you feel like something. Uh, why? Why did I lose this thing? Why did I lose this child? Why did I lose this business? Why did I lose this opportunity? Why did I lose it? God is against me. No, he's not. God is for you. God is for you. They broke his heart over and over again. They broke his heart over and over again. He loved Israel. He loved them. They were nothing when he loved them. They were nothing. They were nothing. They were barbarians. Barbarians. And then he took them out. And then he cultured them. Cultured them. Brought them out. Made them a nation. Hallelujah. But they didn't, they didn't. They didn't like that. Therefore God said, okay. Okay. All right. Now, the Messiah you expect is going to come, but he's not coming for you. You are too small for me. And so now, now, he bought the whole world. Do you know that a lot of Israelites, those living in Palestine, they think that the Messiah is the Jewish state. That the Messiah has come. That's the Jewish state. Like them, them being in Palestine, like living in that part again. That fulfillment. That is the Messiah. They have rejected him. They don't want him. They don't want him. And God said, that's fine. I have a better bride, better than you. Better than you. He said, I will give it to your neighbor. Who is better than you? That's what he said to Saul. He said, I will give it to one that is better than you. Hey, yeah. Hey. He said, ah, you're a pastor. You're not doing your pastoring work the way you're supposed to do. Okay, I'll take the people and give them to somebody who is better than you. Hey. I said, my bride, say, make a bitch, Better than you. Like, like that better than you. Eh? I, in fact, I'm wondering what happened to Saul when he heard it. Better than you. <laughs> Are you hearing? No, better than you. It's like your wife standing in front of you. 
It's like your husband standing before you and he's standing you. Better than you. And now God got a nation. But not just a nation. This nation is his bride. We love him. Mm. Bible said Jesus Christ is coming for He's coming for a church without wrinkle, spot. without spot, without blemish. He's coming for us, and we are getting ready for Him. Hallelujah! Yeah. Getting ready for Him yes, day by day, day by day, brothers and sisters. Day by day, we are getting ready for Him. Yes. We are getting ready. We might not be all that we ought to be, but we are getting ready. For Hallelujah! Him. I might not be perfect. I might not be the perfect Christian, and I don't have to be. I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to be. But I am getting ready for him. I am getting ready for him. I am getting ready for him. I know no other God. I know no other person. I am getting ready for him. Mm. I am getting ready for him. He loves me and I love him. Mm. He loves me and I love him. Now God is happy. You can say that. God is happy. Now he has a bride that is faithful. Now he has a bride that is not limited by geographical location. Yeah. Now he bought the whole world, including Israel. But now Israel is part of the new nation. Part of the new nation. Part of the new nation. Hallelujah. But Praise God. Let us read Romans. Let us read Romans. Romans. Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 3, sorry. Oh, chapter 5, sorry. Okay. Okay. And I'm starting from the verse 3. Five verse three. He says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Verse four, perseverance, character, and character, hope. He said, he said, we, we glory in our suffering. We glory in our sufferings. My brother, my sister, we glory in it. What is your suffering? You are single. Is that your suffering? You have no money. Is that your suffering? You have no education. Is that your suffering? You have no job. Is that your suffering? You have no gifts. Is that your suffering? He said, We glory in it. We glory in it. Huh? Obviously, here. So, wait, wait, I'm going to me. I'm going to to me. We glory in it. I hear you. We glory in it. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yeah. Oh, so when him car drive for power, me super him talk for power. We glory in it. Hallelujah. Some people are experts. We are experts in our total. Hallelujah. Praise God. Actually, I've seen that some people are experts in total. That some people like the way they go. I'm on some busy fruit or total. I say we are carrying that special. In our suffering. Yes, so, what is your suffering? What are you lacking? Mm. Glory in it. Are you hearing me? Yeah. We glory in it. Get it to your home. Just share. Now, we wait to make the Gary Sokins two days straight. Nothing else. We glory in it. Do you know why? Look at the scripture. Look at it again. Okay. He said, He said, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. It is not meant to break you. It is not meant to break you. It is meant to make you persevere. Hallelujah. So the more they broke God's heart, mm. the more he persevered. Hallelujah. 
the more he persevered. He said, mm. and he said, perseverance, character. Alright? So now, as you keep doing it, you keep doing it, it becomes your character. I have a character of faith. I have a character of prayer. Mm. I have a character of service. Because I have done it for long. I have done it for long. It's a perseverance character. And character hope. And now, when you build your character, you have hope. Oh, brothers and sisters, what would the world be without hope? There are, there are many of us sometimes, it's very difficult for you to even wake up and get out. You get up and you go. What am I going to eat? But there is always a certain note of hope. I'm saying hope, make it not a sheep. Hallelujah. Praise God. Perseverance, character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. He said, and hope. He said, hope make it not ashamed. We will not be ashamed. Amen. We will not be ashamed. Amen. Oh, no, 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 no. That's all I have. That's all I have. Hope. That's hope. If you ask me how is it going to be done, I, I, I don't know and I don't care. But I have hope. It will be done. The word of God is true. Mm. That's all I have. Mm. That's my currency. Mm. Then I, I was telling my sister, the chances, the chances of these things failing are so much. But I have hope and I have faith. He said, hope maketh not ashamed. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart. Through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. Hey, yeah. mm. Hope maketh not ashamed. Now we have hope. Now we walk in these things. And hope is the foundation of faith. It's the foundation of faith. It's the foundation of faith. We hope that it's going to get better. We hope that there will be a healing. That is the foundation of our faith. That's the foundation of our faith. That is how we proceed. That is how we do it. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. And it will work. It will work. It will work. It will work. Hallelujah. So whatever you are going through, my brother, my sister, whatever you are going through, 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 maybe you are going through a heartbreak. The heartbreaks, the disappointments, okay? The disappointments of five years of struggles. Now comes something better. Something greater. Then you, you feel like, where was I? Why was I, you know, delayed so much? 17 years. 17 years. Wasted 17 years. I could have had, I could have had beautiful 20 years with this man. Oh, yeah. And I only got three years. Father Lord, you know our tears. You know the things that we cry about. You know the version of us that even we don't want to admit to ourselves. The version that we don't want to admit to ourselves. You know our failures. You know our weaknesses. But you always hold us. And you are holding us. Hallelujah. You are holding us. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray right now. There is any among us who feels lost. If there is any among us, oh God, who feels like it is too late. If there is any among us who feels like a failure, 
help them. Mm. Help their unbelief. Mm. Strengthen them in Jesus' name. Amen. It is not too late. It will happen for you. Amen. If it has happened for other people, Amen. it will definitely happen. Amen. It is not too late. The Lord bless you and keep you. Hallelujah. God bless you for listening to this message. You can also enjoy our messages on Anchor, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and all other podcast platforms. Visit us at Dominion Chapel International, the special place near the XGI building, Shashi Accra. Do remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive more life-impacting teachings by our seasoned ministers of the gospel every single week. You can also follow DCI, the special place, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Always remember that God loves you.